0: You are listening to an AR special edition podcast on the Loki Disney Plus TV show. Let's get started. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special podcast by the AR team. We are talking Loki, the TV show from Disney Plus. So we wanna get right into this. This is gonna be the episode one talk. It's gonna be filled with spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, please stop now and go back and watch it and then come back here and listen to our take of the very first episode. So before we begin, I wanna bring in my TVA agents with me. My name is Alvin. I will be your TVA host uh, agent. And then I have my fellow specialist agents DD D, how you doing?
1: Uh, pretty good. I think we're all supposed to go by numbers now, but that's all right. I'll go by D still.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, fine. TVA agent number two, Chris. How you doing?
2: Uh, it's sixty-six, and I'm doing very okay. well. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, there were sixty-five agents before you, huh? Okay. All right. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Now uh, we all got to watch it. Some of us watched it more than once, maybe three times. We lost count. We probably lost count how many times I watched it. But, um, yeah, let's get into this thing. This is our third Disney Plus uh, Marvel TV show that we've been watching. We did our WandaVision. We did our um, Captain America and Winter Soldier. And now we're getting into the third Disney Plus special. Let's start from the beginning here. There's a lot of hype behind this. There's a lot of expectations. And we really love Loki as a character, all three of us that can speak on behalf. Is that true? Yes. We all love Loki, right?
1: That's true. All right. He grunned me more.
0: (laughs) And, you know, Tom Hiddleston, he is a great actor and he deserves this chance to shine solely by himself. And so we begin with the show right into the Avengers uh, 1 movie. Where they're in that war in New York and they take the clips that we saw from the end game where they show him, you know, being arrested, taken downstairs and then they have the Tesseract and he gets it and he sort of grabs it and he goes into another dimension. And what did you guys think right off the bat when that happened? How they did that? Did you guys like that or you didn't like that at all?
1: Uh, No, I loved it, mainly because it created the illusion that it started off with action. I mean, we've all seen that before, so I don't know if it counts. But anyone jumping in, it says it's the year 2012. You establish that this happened in the first movie. It shows Loki's been beaten. So when people like my mom watch the show, she won't have to call me after and ask me what just happened. (laughs) It just laid it out for you. And I was like, great, fantastic.
0: So did your mom actually watch the show?
1: uh she watches all these shows she wow tries, really? she, yeah she awesome. tries to uh she has no idea what's going on but uh bless her heart <laughs> <laughs> she she enjoys what i enjoy so that's awesome yeah that i so i cool. I, uh, My, I take her to all the movies as well she asked to see them so we have a, a mother-son date and she's seen every that Marvel is, movie so, with cool. Me. That is yeah. so cool that
0: is so cool my mom could not be bothered with any of this. She was, just, <laughs> she was just like, What are you doing? Like you're you know, you're in your forties and you're watching this stuff. Like, come on.
1: She's like, Oh, are you're right? still so... <laughs> into this, huh? All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Chris, uh, what do you think of the opening
2: act? Uh I I loved it. You know, we got to see that part in the endgame movie and you know, it's bringing us right back to You know, where did he go when he disappeared in that little portal? So I love that Mm -hmm. it uh, was a continuation from there. Because, you know, sometimes when you have those pieces in movies, you want to know, okay, well, what happens next? And that's exactly what they gave us. And there was no difference between the movie that we watched in theaters, even at home, to watching the low key TV show. It just, like me and Elvin were talking about this. It's the same quality, so it was on that same level. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. I okay. got the same impression when I when I was played it and I started watching it. I'm like, you know, it was very very uh, smart of them to do this, adding the movie um, cutscenes in there because to it made it really feel like we're watching a, a movie instead of a TV show and. I think we can say that about pretty much for Captain America, Winter Soldier and WandaVision that they were chopped up movie levels. You know, there was a lot of work put into these TV shows and, you know, I really think that the Loki episode one, it raised the bar a little bit. and but it, it also, you know, made you not think it's a TV show. It made you think it's, it's an actual movie. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's a great you know starting point to do, to do that in the beginning, to right off the bat tell you, hey, we're taking this stuff seriously and we're going to make sure we do quality TV shows for you guys. All right, so you know we, we get past that. He gets um, <laughs> pushed out into, uh, what is it, uh, Mongolia? What's Mongolia? It Mongolia. That he gets... yeah, Mon- I just love that, how the little shooting light <laughs> or the little trail that he just lands in the sand and just... You know, plows himself in there, and then he, he just. What about the you know the part where he runs up to this little rock? and tries to act like a god.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, he like composes you know, looking... himself.
2: <laughs> so good. Yeah. like he's he getting looks back into character. <laughs>
1: it's like, okay, yeah. buddy, it's not like you just lost or anything and fell out of guy. <laughs> I Have to keep up the illusion.
0: Oh, it was good stuff. And then we get, our right off the bat, we get the TVA coming out and they've got their batons and they quickly assess the Tesseract is there. And then you get Loki who just doesn't want to go. Like He just, you know, he's, re- he's like, who are you guys? He just, you know, you're beneath me. I'm a god, all that stuff. And then whack, right across the face. <laughs> I so thought that bad. was so cool. It was so awesome. And then <laughs> what made it even more awesome is I actually thought this was slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> what made it even awesome is how she just gets the caller and she's like yeah you're going 116th the speed of time and it's just like his all you see is his mouth just rippling in the <laughs> as he's falling I, I thought that was so cool i i was like i really liked how they did that it was fun and then he gets uh arrested taken to where do you where does he get taken to
1: uh it's basically the time variant authority like Becky compound where you're tried for your crimes you're assessed you are taken to court basically it felt like the dmv for all you americans in canada it's 1970s
0: dmv yeah
1: where you have to take a ticket to get to a counter where you put your name down to get another ticket and then you're finally processed like it was just painstakingly slow and um even though it was made to be awful for him it was still entertaining for the viewer so i appreciated that like it's just a wacky fun house sort of place like they play by their own rules they have their own time their own rules of reality here things are just insane like they documented every single thing he's ever said in his life and every time he has <laughs> a question they print off a piece of paper and get him to sign it and he what? does it three times <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. That, like, that, I don't that, know why they have these things. What did you think? Uh,
2: First, what did you think? It was great. You know, I, the cinematography that they have going for this show—it's amazing. You know, uh, you really get that sense of like that '70s feel with uh, the colors yes. of the background yeah. and that stylized look to it, and you know, it doesn't age. What they're going for, it still feels futuristic. And um, I thought it was very funny when they were processing him, where D left off with uh, signing the papers. And then he gets shot down another level and he's... <laughs> <laughs> was this... Oh, that was... Because he first went into the room and he was wearing his outfit and this is Asgardian leather and the machine's like yeah <laughs> as leather and then vaporizes his whole outfit <laughs> that was funny i love that and then um especially the part where he had to go through that metal detector <laughs> oh
0: yeah oh. <laughs> and then they're like if you're a robot you're gonna melt <laughs> right so and then he he's turns like around well, and he's what like... if i was a robot and I'd, i wasn't aware of it yeah <laughs>
1: I like it how at first so he's weird. like, do a lot of people not know they're robots? And then he's, he <laughs> starts to get worried the closer he gets. He's like, wait, what if I am a robot? What will happen?
2: <laughs> uh, it was funny.
0: Going back to that uh, first part where he's talking to that guy and he, he prints out that sheet of things that he said. What about that cat? That's not a cat, right? That's something else.
1: That's a cat. It could be a flirting No, or I mean he...
0: like is it really a cat in the MCU? Look what happened to Nick Fury, right? Yeah, With that's
1: what I mean. Captain... Like Anything in that reality could be something else.
2: <laughs> it That's been... got to be something else. <laughs> it would have been awesome if it was that same orange cat from Captain Marvel. That would have been oh, a yeah. little uh, <laughs> Easter egg.
0: So he goes through this little um, walkthrough, metal detector walkthrough, soul detector, whatever it is, you want to call it, gets through that, and then he's shoved into this uh room where it's like a queue like the dmv as you mentioned d and uh they're like ticket 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 and he's like there's only two of us in that room <laughs> like, why well, do i need to take a ticket and then he's like okay i'll take a ticket <laughs> he grabs a ticket
2: especially cause he after. sees what
0: happens to that guy right yeah. just gets melted into non-existing anymore He's like, yeah, on second time, I'll take that ticket. <laughs> so, w- what is that character that you see on the screen there going through and giving us a little history lesson?
1: Uh, it is, I think her name is Ms. Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really liked this scene. Oh, sorry, it's Ms. Minutes, my correction. So, it's basically an animated clip of this cartoon clock giving a history lesson on what the TVA does. And this is important to me because it, it broke down the events of the universe itself and the multiverse and it said there was a mm-hmm. full out war between the multiverse until the timekeepers merged them into the sacred timeline so just the main official timeline and the timekeepers are these giant flat-faced lizard looking things so i guess they're on par with the celestials and just god-like well beings.
0: It, it, it's funny it's Like, doesn't that raise questions right off the bat? Like, who are these three people and what gave them the powers to do this? Yeah. And how come nobody else has intervened in this, right?
1: Well, like, that's the thing in Marvel. You have all these, these, like, godlike beings. It's like, how come this godlike being doesn't interact with this one? Are they so above them that they just don't care? Like, where are the Celestials in regards to Mephisto? Where's (laughs) Mephisto in regards to the one above all? Or is the one above all yeah. by the Living Tribunal? Like, there's so many levels of just gods that it gets out yeah. of hand. Beyonders and all that. Yeah, definitely. And, um.
0: Yeah, Beyonders, yeah.
1: In regards to the whole multiverse thing, this kind of clears up a big misconception everyone's had, had up until here. Because, uh, for the past few months, all I heard is multiverse. Like, there's so many multiverses. Multiverse. Technically, there's only been one. Because these time well, keepers well, have well, kept it as well, one.
0: that's maybe we don't know. We don't know because there. This could be something more deeper than that. I mean, they're saying only one, but you know, if it was, this is the only one that happened, how do they, you know, come together and decide that we should not make sure that make sure that people are not going to go and veer off? I think this has happened quite often, right? Isn't it?
1: I think it has, but I think they've always corrected it, and I think this show will be what breaks it, and then we yeah, can discuss that I at the end. Means. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that seems like a big plot point to mention, and then not do anything with it. Like I do think there will be a multiverse eventually. Like that's just that's just how comics work. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny to me how they make this bold claim that they kept it linear this whole time and like that's pretty hard uh, that's,
0: that's a lot li- that, that's, that's that's trying. To, what i'm trying to say is i think there's a lot of life yeah. lies there there's no there's something you know behind the doors that's happening and they're just trying to put a good front on to show that they've got everything under control i think they, they absolutely don't have anything under <laughs> control i think they're just trying to put a good face to make it look like they do so yeah i, I think something's brewing in the back Chris, what did you think of that?
2: I... I, I, It was great. The the thing that I liked about the cartoon is because, you know, I've tried researching the multiverse and it's so much to grasp and to understand the explanation. I think they took it and simplified it so it wouldn't confuse anybody who's new to Loki or new to the Marvel Universe. You know, it's great that they did that and you know, you know me, I always love a backstory to explaining the reason and why it is the way it is. And, um, you know, there was one, and I don't know if this is the first Easter egg, but in the cartoon, they were talking about the Nexus event, which um, creates the branches and timelines. And kind of going back to WandaVision in the last episode... Uh, wanda was considered a nexus being did anyone oh, yeah, pick up on call. that yeah oh, okay oh yeah I definitely
0: thought... the, 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 we also picked up on the multiverse of madness they talked about and you know for those who don't understand you know who's listening what a nexus being is chris do you want to elaborate on what that is
2: it wanda pretty much has the capability of connecting two different dimensions so yeah, it's not
0: just Wander, but any any being that has the Nexus ability, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's kind so of so they and
0: basically can go through. Yeah, they can basically go different multiverses. They have that capability of doing that, which is insane, right? So it's a it's a nice little nod to what's coming, and you know, going back to what you were saying about how they're trying to ease people into understanding how this all works that's the that's the magic of marvel you know they lay the path before they get to the end so that you can follow along and sort of get an idea of what's happening because had they presented like say the doctor strange movie up front without laying a path towards it people would be confused kind of like wondering what's going on mm-hmm. but you can t- you can see with the you know wandavision and with so far with Loki they're laying this groundwork to kind of get you to understand where they're heading so that you know you're not going to get lost and I I just think that's such a smart move on their part and all you know TV or movie you know studios that are doing you know uh, combined universe should be copying this style because it's a journey right and then you can reflect on these episodes and say, ah, okay, I understand why this is happening in this movie because in the other, in the Loki TV show, they explained, you know, what this is all about. So I I think it's such a great start and a a good way for Marvel to get into this next phase. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Do you think it's a good attempt to do this?
1: Uh, you summed it up pretty well. Basically, anytime people dabble with time travel in shows and movies, I end up hating it. I'm just like, yeah. that's a paradox. That's a paradox. You guys think you're being clever, but you just created 30 more questions. And it gives you an excuse to be lazy with your writing because you think time travel yes. will just answer all your questions. I'm looking at you, Flash. But in this case, they just <laughs> kept it simple.
2: <laughs>
1: and they're like, okay, we're going to create rules. I have to wait a few more episodes to see how many more rules they create and if they break those rules. Because after yeah, a while, absolutely. that's what shows get sloppy with.
0: Yes. All right, so after he gets um, he's in front of the ju- uh, judge, uh, the judge, the name escapes me. What is her uh, MCU name?
1: I can't even remember now. Hold on a second.
0: She is the love interest of Kang the Conqueror. So that is important because Kang, he is also a time traveler. So is you know he the new... Is he the new manifesto of this show? Don't start. <laughs> oh, as soon as I, I, could I resist, see, I couldn't resist. I had to say. As it. soon
2: as I seen that stained glass window, I thought I know oh. what uh, Elvin's gonna bring up. And it's... <laughs> I don't
0: know what you're talking about, but we'll get into that in a second.
2: <laughs> uh, the that uh, the judge is Ravana Rens- yes. Slayer. Sorry if oh, I, yeah. I mis- yes, she
0: that. is the love interest of Kang. Yes. So it's gonna be very very interesting how, I think she's gonna be more than just a judge in this show. There's something about her. I just, I just feel there's more they're gonna unearth about her character, and it's gonna be fun uh-huh. to see where this goes. I'm I'm so excited. Like I don't know. I just can't wait for next week. <laughs> I haven't even finished talking about this one. But uh, so she you know has him come up front, and he is gonna pay for his crimes against the TVA. And in walks in our very very crooked-nosed gentleman named Owen Wilson, who is Morbius, isn't it?
1: Morbius. Morbius.
0: Morbius. Sorry, Morbius. Why am I saying Morbius? Uh, That's not a movie we should not ever talk about right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, Morbius he comes in and he's just like got you know the slick you know he's just been patiently waiting there and gets his chance and just you know says to her like. I think I could do more with this guy, right? And do you want to kind of take it away from here? What does he do? Like, how does he convince her?
1: He kind of like, he doesn't even have to say the phrase. She's like, I know what you're thinking. And I think it's a bad (laughs) idea. (laughs) So he sweet talks her and gets Loki into his custody instead. The scene before, we were introduced to him, but we don't know what he was doing. Like that was in, I think, 1549 France. He's with his agents. And they talk to... A girl who has blue, like, candy all over her lips. And it's called Kablooey, and it had an image of, I think it's an ice giant. Some people are saying it's a devil. And then the glass window Chris was talking about. Chris seemed excited, so I'll
2: let you explain it. (laughs) I know it's not Mephisto. (laughs) It it is Mephisto. Stop lying.
0: We're going to see him at some point.
2: It was a great little um, scene that they threw in there because it just added that extra part of It's, You know, we're getting introduced to these characters and we're in that church, so what's going on? And like Dee said, we, are, we meet this girl eating the gum and um, he asks her who did this and she points to the stained glass window with Satan, Devil some kind of creature not mephisto <laughs> and uh uh what happened next oh my god i'm sorry do you want after this
1: i want to get elvin's take and then i want to say something yeah. that might break okay. his heart
0: okay okay so right after <laughs> you know after this he walks back into the church and then the door opens up the portal door opens up tva guy comes in and gives him the file on loki and um he immediately recognizes that this is an important person that just came in here and that's where we see you know where was i was talking about how he's sweet talking uh renslayer to allow him to take sort of loki under his leadership or control whatever you want to say it and really try to use this because obviously him seeing loki in the file it's a dead giveaway that there's something with the Loki or low keys that he's gonna use this Loki to help solve the issue, right? So it's a dead giveaway. Like, why of all people make Loki, uh, you know, one of your, you know, um, prisoners or person that you wanna bring in and try to help you solve this case? So right away you know that there's another Loki involved in what's going on, and it's gonna be pretty, you know. I'm gonna be pretty interested in seeing how this is important for Loki to show up. Like, why did he choose Loki as to be the person to fight another Loki? Does he think that this Loki can be trusted? And that's where he goes into the office and uh, he sits down with him and is basically trying to have a conversation. He's trying to have a psychological conversation I to love see that, where too. Loki's yeah. Uh, well, you know, go ahead, you know, elaborate on that if you
1: like. Oh, so this is probably, I have two favorite scenes in this show and this is one of them. And he, he doesn't, he grills him, but he's calm. He's playing good cop. And I don't say bad cop, I say annoying cop because he just asks him questions <laughs> <Yeah>. that like <laughs> cut to the core of him. So he takes him into custody and then it's like an interrogation room where he can play his like history, like his life story out on the TV screen. And then he keeps trying to get him to admit that he is basically a jerk. He's like, Oh, here you are, you keep losing. For someone who considers them themselves a god, like you <laughs> you, you don't really win all that much. And then he's like, So what do you what happens? You go back and then you win, then what? And then he's like, I become I become the one true god king. And he's like, That's nice, of what? He's like a midgar of earth. <laughs> oh, okay. And then now you're a king of earth. What? What now? And then like he just keeps asking, like He's trying to make him, yeah, yeah, Yeah. okay. But what does that mean? You, you, you're like a dog chasing his tail. What happens when you get it? You don't know what you're going to do with all this stuff. You just want it for some weird reason, and he wants Loki to admit that. And then he keeps playing these clips of him being like malicious, and he's like, "You like hurting people? Why?" And he's like, "I don't like hurting people." And then he plays the clip of him gouging up that guy's eyeball in the first movie, and he's smiling.
0: Agent Coulson. Right, killing agents. Yeah, he's
1: playing all these scenes and I love this because in movies and TV you never really get scenes where the hero or the protagonist just calls the antagonist out on their BS. Like you get him to say, like, Oh, you're evil, but like Yeah, you're bad because you gouged out this guy's eyeball and you Mm -hmm. smiled. Period. That makes you bad. Like he's just spelled it out for him in these like little details. And I absolutely love that.
0: I, then, I, you know what I asked, you know, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Uh, what, I, want hear, I
1: want to hear your take.
0: What, uh, what I really liked is how he absolutely destroyed his thought process of <laughs> trying to be a leader by saying, you killed Agent Colson and you thought you did the best. You know, you thought you were awesome. But all you did was banned a group of people to overtake you.
1: It's like like they you literally con- avenged him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you basically created this team yeah. of Avengers to dethrone you and take you out of the equation. Like you are responsible for this. Yeah. You know, so you did the, op- the direct opposite of what you wanted to accomplish. Right. So I thought that was really cool how he pointed that out to him and made him realize that, yeah, you're pretty bad at this leader or God thing.
1: Yeah. He didn't let right? him get away with being a like a smart, like being a, like exactly. A smart, yeah. Like even, I even when he was using one, can, big words,
0: yeah, can I say one thing, though? Owen Wilson really killed it in this episode. Yeah, uh, he
1: did. I, I, I wasn't I, sure I think at first.
0: That, like, I, I want to say his famous line that he says in a lot of movies. Like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, he was, wow, he was, he was brilliant. Uh, you know, I just forgot about all the, you know, the weird characters that he's played in some of these weird movies and comedy movies. That was, like, out the door. I didn't even think of all that. And he just really nailed it as this character. When I saw and him, I'm a, I was yeah, like, oh, and, no. And then also, the chemistry between the two of them, right? Like yeah. It's it's a good starting point, and the chemistry looks pretty good right now. It's, it's better than I would say with... Uh, well, I wouldn't say just yet. Maybe in a couple episodes I could say it. But right now, these two, the two of them, how they're gelling seems on par with... Captain America and Winter Soldier, how their chemistry was playing off each other. Uh, this is going to be a close one in terms of who I, th- uh, which two I think were a better pair. Right now, obviously Captain America and Winter Soldier because they had, you know, we've watched the whole show, but from for a first episode, that's pretty good because their banter between each other is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Chris, what do you, what do you think about all this? What how you just kind of chopped Loki down to size by showing him all this
2: it was good because you know it kind of brought a humanity side to loki you know he's all talk but he's still (laughs) just an asgardian with a heart and you can tell his heart's there but um he's the god of mischief you know and when owen wilson was showing him his past And this is something I got excited about was the first scene where he's on a plane and it was actually a reference to something that actually happened in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Dan Cooper. (laughs) It was a reference to this gentleman who robbed the plane. And while it was up in the air, he jumped out with all this money and was never heard of again. And I love how they address that, where, you know, he jumps out of the plane and he thinks he's scot-free, and then the Bifrost sucks him <laughs> up and all the money's <laughs> flying everywhere, and he's like, oh, I lost a bet. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> you know, It, but getting back to the entirety of the scene, it just was really good. It gave us a new level of Loki. You know, we weren't just seeing who he is what he does you know especially that scene where he was watching his mother die you know that was a bit it was turkey uh jerking on the tears but uh you know it, it i liked it yeah it was good
1: and knowing it, it was his fault too
2: yeah and i don't know if <clears throat> i was overthinking what could it mean did you guys notice the pop cans on the table oh the, um,
1: <laughs> yeah the cola it was from what is that the 80s like there's a brand they were they spoofing i forgot the yeah. name of it now
2: because it looked like it was i can't remember the name Jocasta? of it too. joe something costa it there's just... a
1: there's a lot of pop culture in this episode and it just some of it went over my head like there's quotes from like scream indiana jones or the ticket things from indiana jones like why does that sound familiar he's like oh i have a ticket <laughs> like he's just there's just so many quotes that I just i like, I can't keep up. I can't you keep know. up, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, go ahead, Chris. You're saying,
2: and then it gets to the point where Loki has watched all these scenes and he's trying to go towards Wilson and he kept rewinding him back. And then that was so cool, uh, <laughs> right? He you... throws a chair and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, the chair's
0: the only thing that's not gonna rewind. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Will. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs>
2: Uh, and then, um, so after all that happened, uh, the interrogation gets interrupted. And Elvin, do you want to take it away into that next? Yeah. Part?
0: So interrogation gets interrupted, and um, by the time Owen Wilson kind of his character Mobius turns around, our God of Mischief was a you know pocket thief and got the the ability to. basically pocket sorry
2: what's that pocketed the oh yeah yeah he definitely
0: pickpocketed there and then um he basically disappeared and went to the hallway now this is where a lot of people there's a controversy on the on the internet already
1: i stayed off saying that
0: (laughs) sorry Oh, you stayed off the internet? Okay, well, you missed yeah, that.
1: Yeah, man, <laughs> I'm not getting it. I'll, I'll argue for hours. So, yeah, best, best I stay behind the uh, the desk and don't log so, into anything.
0: There's a lot of people that slow down the time frame where he's in that hall when there's a TVA agent taking somebody in, and a lot of people saying that's Peggy Carter.
1: I mean, it could be. So I saw that woman,
0: too. I don't know. I, I checked online. like I checked slow motion. It's hard to tell because it's not that clear.
2: But that's, so, that's Marvel giving us, like, let's make them work for the information. You know? Yeah. They're good for that. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't her. Because you brought it up to me when we were talking about some of the Easter eggs yeah. yesterday, Elvin. And I didn't really realize it because when you told me about it, and I was just like, oh, it kind of did look like her. But back to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean... It, we'll see. Maybe they'll show her in there. She'll maybe show up as a cameo. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, hopefully we find out. Maybe it leads to a... Uh, what if this was something to do with Cap going back in time? Right? Oh. You know, mi- mi-
1: see, that's one of my yeah, gripes. I- I'll leave that to the end, too. But like, <laughs> That's one of my gripes. <laughs>
2: It's Dee's turn. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, we'll talk about your (laughs) gripes and your grapes. I'll do that at the end. end.
2: (laughs) I sound like Dee today.
1: (laughs) All right, um, so, you know. If if it is her, it could be. Like, I don't know. You got me thinking, though.
0: It's interesting, right? It's very interesting. So, what happens afterwards? So, he is trying to get out of there. What happens?
1: He ends up in the lobby again uh, with Casey. He's played by Eugene Cotero, and he—he's like I. She oh, basically, like a fish. Threatens, yeah. He's like, what's a fish? That's from I think I think that's from Scream. <laughs> um, and then he's like, "Where's the tesseract? Like, give me it." He's like, "Okay, hold on." And Then they open the drawer, and there's a bunch of Infinity Stones here. He's like, "Are these Infinity Stones?" He's like, "Yeah, we keep getting a lot of these. Some of us use them as paperweights." And then. Loki realized, this is Jess's favorite part of the show. She's, the, she's like the face acting alone is just, it's solid. It was a 10 out of 10. So good. He I don't know where I, he... you don't know where what, <laughs>
0: sorry, I, I did I don't know where I got this from today, but there was something out there. There was a meme out there saying how the Loki show made the, the infinity stone so worthless. Yet so many people died (laughs) for these, like, Black Widow died, you know, like, Gamora died, (laughs) so Tony, uh, you know, Iron Man died for these stones, and they're just, like, paperweight in this uh, part of the world, right? That's what I love about
1: it. And, like, they could have been lazy and made it a joke, which they did, but they used it still, and Loki's like, is this the greatest power in the universe? Like, he realized how small he actually is.
2: Like these guys don't
1: care like you. So what your magic, your magic doesn't work here. These stones don't work here. We don't use magic here. So that means their technology is far superior than these stones that you just described. Everyone died for.
0: It also made it look so like it made the 10 years of the MCU sort of look small. Right. It made it look like it's a little corner of the universe instead of being about the universe. And do you just,
1: like it, that or do you hate it?
0: I love it. I love it because now the possibilities are so much more now. Yeah. Right? It just expo- You know, expands this this thinking of this is just a tiny little blimp in what this MCU universe can be about. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love it. I think it's great. Chris, it, what do you think of it? Did you like it?
2: It was good kind of going off what you were saying, you know, of how expanded the universe is maybe this was a way of the mcu saying okay we did the avengers it was amazing we're just gonna put that on the back burner and get you ready for what's coming ahead you know yeah and uh i gotta say (laughs) i paused that scene looking in that drawer like a nosy little person that I am. And I'm just looking (laughs) for anything I could find. And And you did find some good stuff. I found a couple good things. You know, there was a baseball card on there in there, you know, you had to unpause the scene and pause it when he picks up um, an item from there. And it said early 19 something baseball cards. So I Google searched it. I found that exact card. It's from 1933. And it was the most famous baseball player at that time, which that card was only available in packs of cigarettes. So the baseball guy said, no, I don't want kids buying cigarettes. So they pulled it. It's a very rare card. It's the most expensive baseball card in history. And it just wow. references 1933 when Captain America and Bucky met and became best friends. So that was the reference for the baseball card i think if you guys know who has watched it feel free to go onto our instagram when we post our little logo you know type in what you think it might reference if there is another meaning behind it and then
0: and what's our what's our instagram
2: handle it is astonishing news and reviews and that is also youtube facebook and twitter Yes, sir. (laughs) A little plug in there. And then (laughs) (laughs) there was another item, that metal. You know, I like searching for background stuff, so I searched that metal, and it's actually a legit metal. You know, they use an MCU. It refers to the French Foreign Legion that exists in Earth 616. Um, Not much is known I could find about it, but... It was mentioned in the Captain America, the Winter Soldier movie. And also, I didn't see or remember, but it was in three episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I couldn't find anything what their reason was being in the Marvel history. I could not find it. So, again, if anyone knows, please let me know. You know, I kind of exhausted my searching for it. Maybe it's a secret society. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. it was definitely fun looking at everything in there and seeing what could I link it to? What does this have to do with so-and-so? But there was uh, Iron Man's um, reactor in there. Did you guys see that? Mm -hmm. That was cool. Anyone else see something I didn't?
1: No, No, you pretty much summed it
2: up.
0: I'm very, I'm very curious about the baseball card because now we're going back to, with Peggy Carter, if she is that was her, and that baseball card kind of links that era. I'm thinking there might be something more to this.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find. So it. again, Marvel does sprinkle things in that end up being <laughs> just fun Easter eggs, <laughs>
0: or maybe it's just my imagination running wild, which is so cool, anyways. Because yeah. but used they got us thinking.
2: You said that yesterday, Elvin. where, you know, that meme where that guy's, like, sprinkling something and it changes every time. That's Marvel. That's Marvel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, uh, I like how they get, the, uh, you know, people thinking outside the box. Because that's, that's also the fun part of it. We did this with Wanda, we, Vision. We did this with Captain America and Winter Soldier. We did this with those guys. And it's cool to mm-hmm. have these theories and thoughts, you know, what... The possibilities could be Mm -hmm. and um yeah that's that's how marvel does it that's the beauty about what they're doing is they make you think outside of you know the the expanded uh box there (laughs) all right so we you know he basically gets owen wilson tracks him down and what happens then
1: well, at this point, Loki's already watched the rest of his life story play out, and he sees his own death.
0: That is such, to me, that was the best, for, that was my favorite part oh. in the episode. The The fact that he went in there and saw his future. I was waiting for this, I was like, are they going to, because the initial sit down with Owen Wilson, uh, Mobius, they didn't show his future, and I was disappointed, I'm like, oh, I wish they had shown his You know, future. Because I really want to see how would he would react to this, and sure enough, they show us that. And to me, that was the best part of the show because he got to see what he was going to become, and that changed his whole perspective on what he is doing. Why is he wasting his time with this fibulous nonsense? Of trying to be the god of mischief when there's something more important out there for him to do and accomplish and I think that really at that moment that was the, the moment where we got the Loki that we saw over the ten years of MCU transformed we got that Loki that thinking that thought process that that uh, you know the God that he's supposed to be you know thinking about not just himself but the bigger picture yeah i don't know about you guys but that's how i felt watching that scene play out what did you guys think
1: i felt the same way i was worried because the loki we followed through the course of the mcu had a redemption arc and he went out like with him and his brother like reconciling and making peace with each other this loki that we're watching hasn't experienced all that so i was worried he's like is this guy gonna be a jerk again because i liked him (laughs) as a villain but like how can i feel sympathy for him and that scene yeah. right there just removed all of my doubt. I was like, okay, fair enough, that works. Yeah. Seeing your own neck get snapped kind of changes your outlook on life, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure does, right, Chris? What do you think?
2: I'm in complete agreement with you guys. Again, you know, this is definitely the show where we're gonna see a me ma- um, major character building. You know, this is just another layer to Loki it's he's like an onion every layer you're gonna get something new and especially that scene where it really kind of kicked in before his death scene when it was him and Thor with their father and then he disappears and then yeah that death scene I had to look away you know I I hated that scene because you know as much as he's supposed to be evil and we're not supposed to like him let's face it Hiddleston makes us love Loki. He does such a good job at it. So, yeah, he is a great actor. Oh, seriously, he is yeah. I,
0: you know, the 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 thing that I took away from that scene also is how well in such a short time frame the writers were able to switch the Loki that we don't like or didn't like at the beginning to the finale Loki that we loved at the end who sacrificed himself mm-hmm. it was done in such a quick fashion because uh, going into this show I was like uh, well you know I'm not a huge fan of the beginning Loki that I got watching I kind of like the end Loki of the 10-year anniversary thing so I was wondering how long it's gonna take for us to get that Loki and they did it in one episode they just wrapped it up in like what 30 seconds they changed the outcome of who he is and how he's going to be from right now what I'm perceiving who knows with him but it was such a well you know quick and well done uh, approach I, I really liked that i appreciated that so okay so he sees that and he's basically you know just floored and he's on the f- sitting down the floor there with the tesseract and at this point the tesseract means nothing to him now because yeah. you know he just came from a room full of a drawer full of it and nobody gave a damn so this is where was this by design do you think that mobius kind of allowed him to figure this out or do you think this yeah you're saying d
1: well what i respect about this show and wandavision are usually the cops are just bumbling idiots like Wong was efficient he did his job like he was cool same with same with mobius in this like he is one smooth customer like <laughs> anything yeah. he does, like oh, oops, he got away. I'm like, oh no, he did that stereotype thing where the cops a fool, or did he? <laughs> like everything played yeah. out. Like I, I trust him.
2: It was meant. So to like open. you
1: said, it could be by design. It could it, be just be a happy coincidence yeah. as well. Could be. I don't but know. I mean,
0: whatever it is, it worked out in his favor because he got the result he wanted. Right? He saw something in him, or he knew that there's something in him that he could bring out. Otherwise, why would he waste his time pulling him out of that situation? so mission accomplished by him but the, he takes him to what do you want to call it the hallway that with the view like where he sees the city and everything and he just kind of shows him that you know there's no magic here this is all real there's there's nothing you know there's no illusion to this this is a very very you know important part of the space time whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and um, what happens after that guys
1: well one thing i loved as well like this is in between that scene like it comes during all this is loki admits why he does the thing he does and do does the things he keeps doing and failing at is he doesn't enjoy hurting people he just says it's part of the illusion like as the god of mistress he has these elegant schemes and whatnot and basically weak people do this for control Like he admitted he's weaker than he appears to be. And the killing of people and being brutal is so he appears strong. He appears like he's a leader when he's not really. I mean, that still isn't a reason to slaughter people. But that might be the one time aside from when he was in prison in the movies where he was vulnerable. Like he full on admitted that he's not as great as he appears like thinks he is.
0: What do you think, Chris?
2: So, yeah, I completely agree with you guys, what you guys said. Loki witnessing his death, that kind of gets him to re-evaluate his decisions or, you know, his point of view at this moment. You know, it's shining a whole new light on what he's going to be... You know what I mean, D? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, no, no, I I
0: absolutely agree with you. I I think, like, you know, yeah, it's just, like, oh, my God, like, this is so much bigger than what I was thinking that is big. Yeah. Right? Him walking out and seeing the hallway and looking out there, like, he just, it's, what he was imagining of what he wanted to do was it's so tiny to where he is right now and the opportunity that lays, lays in front of him. And, you know, kudos to Mobius, you know, like, Pouncing at the right time, going, Yep, this is where I was trying to dig, you know, finding <laughs> him at his core, digging there, and now I got him to be really himself and d de- what what happens right there.
1: So at that point he's like, So there's a variant out there killing my Minutemen and I need help. <laughs> minutemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> These names miss. Miss minutes, miss, oh. miss minutes, minute man. <laughs> like, okay, well, that doesn't really strike terror, but their weapons do the talking for them, so I guess it doesn't have to. Um, there's a variant out there killing them all, and he's like, "Yeah, so I kind of need your help." And he's like, "Why?" Is it because that variant is a version of you? So who better than Captain <laughs> <laughs> After that, yeah. it could have cut there. Could have been like, "Oh, to be continued," but it gives us the scene of. I'm not going to call them Minutemen anymore because Elvin laughed at them. The Soldiers. No, no. Minutemen, Minutemen, who are we, you know? (laughs) The Soldiers are uh, in 1858 tracking this dude down. They end up in Oklahoma. They think they stumbled up on some guy who stole the time machine and tried to get rich quick by striking oil. Next thing you know, a cloaked figure drops a match in the field, ignites them all, and steals their time grenade and we didn't mention it before but these grenades can rewind time in a certain blast radius i guess it puts it back on the course it was supposed to or it rewinds it i have no idea what these things can do cuz we're only in episode it's 1 it's sort of
0: like a it's sort of like the men in black's uh, yeah laser beam on steroids
1: yeah <laughs> yeah basically yeah way. there you go that summed it up easily and now he <laughs> has one of them so not only was he killing people before now he's obtained. Oh, one but of how records. do you know it's a he though? Or, or, yeah, she.
2: Lady Loki
1: could be a goat but version. Could be it a has ro- to be <laughs>
0: some. It has to be somebody powerful because that person dragged the TV agent. Yeah, right. So it's got to be somebody with some a lot of power. Hmm. Uh, Chris, what do you think about this? Like,
2: the scene in Oklahoma. I knew it was getting to the end of the episode, and I didn't want it to end. Um, <laughs> but it was quite intense because you know it just leaves that speculation of who is it. You know, yeah, yeah. Throughout the episode, we were thrown possible hints. You know, the stained glass window. We had a devil. We had that bubble gum. The character on there. Could it be a frost demon? I don't know. It's just I'm looking forward to the next episode to learn more because you know we were left with a bit of a cliffhanger you know we see that hand reach down grab the reset bomb and that was it
0: yeah and i'm also you know i when you mentioned that stained glass window and that you know the character on there has a horn that's that's loki's helmet that's his costume having the horns yeah so i'm wondering they're just pointing out because that stained glass depicts a person with the horns on their head so they just naturally say that, that that's what it is, mm-hmm. and it could just turn out to be just a crown that he wears or she wears. So I'm thinking that's how they make that connection.
1: Well, um, but I don't know if you um if you saw this, Kate Kate Heron actually made a comment on that that glass window. She tweeted about it, and I don't know if Chris saw it. it. i
0: I didn't
1: see it what what did she say so she's like oh yeah that's um that's actually loki it was an allegory for loki just like the devil he was cast out of heaven like he's like she's like oh it's genuine like it's genuinely a reference to loki it was just like a coincidence that it happened to look like mephisto (laughs) but then again she could be lying (laughs) like she could be like Yeah. yeah i don't know but yeah, she... It does
0: make sense, though. It does make sense, though.
1: And the horn is the helmet, so it's cool that you got that yeah. reference. Yeah. Like, she made that connection as well, so the fact that you got it and didn't even see her tweet, I was like, okay, cool. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so we see this um, part where they get dragged off. What happens after that?
1: I was ex- I was expecting an end credits, but after the bomb stole... I think the credits right. Break. I didn't... It's it, nothing happened. Yeah. It was that was it. I was, was like, oh of... no, you
0: know. I was like, oh. I actually went all the way to the very Same. end because <laughs> <laughs> the
1: fact that you asked that, I'm like, wait, was there an end credit scene?
0: that I missed. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I I set you up. That's basically what I was doing. i was just like, did you guys, you know, like I wanted you guys to trip on ask me. That, was there an end credit scene here? Right. So, yeah, no. It just ended abruptly, and you're just like, ah, oh, you know, like yeah. I hate this like why can't you be like Netflix and give me all the episodes you know like why are you making me watch one week after another it's, it's you know I'm glad that it's on a Wednesday instead of a Friday mm-hmm. um, it allows me to watch my other shows too so spread it out I'm happy with that but I uh, can't wait for next week it's just so good um, what are, what are your thoughts you know I know it's only one episode you know what what did you guys think what you what would you give it out of 10?
1: I'm usually like random with my scores. based on this one episode. I'm giving it a nine. Like this show made me happy. And I'm not even.
0: Is, is that sound, the highest you've ever given a show?
1: <laughs> like out of these I Marvel ones? The, out of these Marvel ones? Yeah. I think. What did I get Falcon Winters? That's also? the
0: high. I think that we have to go back and check. Yeah. We'll have to check our archives. But I think that's the highest you've ever given a TV show. And I'm well, not being biased
2: because I didn't care about Loki ep- at all. <laughs> didn't he give a high mark for Love and Monsters? Oh, God. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember that that well. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, Chris, what did you give it out of 10?
2: Honestly, I gave it a 10. You know, I wasn't Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I wasn't bored at any point of the show. It kept me locked on. I didn't want to look away. Wow. Probably because, you know, we want to keep an eye out for the um, Easter eggs. But, you know, that's the thing. I just want to put into my rating. you know we got WandaVision which started out a bit slow and then we got Falcon and Winter Soldier which started out like oh my god am I watching this crazy action movie and then we get Loki where it's an introduction to who he is we get a bit of backstory we get introduction to new characters and the TVA but yet I wasn't bored you know it was entertaining I loved it i'm a marvel fan so obviously i'm gonna give it a 10 you know
0: (laughs) 10 that that, i didn't expect that's owen wilson wow wow (laughs) Uh, wow. oh my god
2: we need to rate it next time if it's a wow
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a wow (laughs) well okay well that puts me in a precarious spot because one gives it a nine another one gives it a 10 I'm going to give it a 9.5. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with that 9.5. It it was good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't perfect. There was a little bit of thing that I didn't like. Um, the thing I didn't like about this show was I didn't get to see any other characters from the NC. I would have loved to see Thor. You know that scene where his neck is getting snapped off? And this is nitpicking, and I, I have to nitpick. I'm giving it a nine point five. So everybody, chill, relax. <laughs> I don't need to hear any messages or any DMs. It's a nine point five. What I would have loved to see is his his interaction with his brother. What I'd love to see, you know, Thor screaming and crying. It would have added more impact if we saw that part. Mm-hmm. You know, where he now is motivated even more. Like I've got to do right by my brother. You know asgard my father my mom because you saw the impact with the mom with the dad and i would have loved to see you know he does you know there's part where thor says you know you could do so much more but i would have loved to seen that scene where he's crying and he's helpless thor and can't help his brother loki against thanos i think it would have just went, went over the top that was the only thing it was such a tiny little thing but other than that i mean man this this is uh I'm er- I'm gonna predict pretty much early right now. This could be the best Disney Plus MCU show to Ooh. date, and I'm I'm just it's an early prediction here. I think it's gonna blow the doors. Pa- it's gonna go past Wanda, and it's gonna go past Captain America and f- um, Winter Soldier. I, I think this is the one. And Kevin Feige even came on and said it. It goes, this show is gonna change how we see MCU's next phase. And for him to say that about a TV show, this means there's going to be some big stuff happening in this show, yeah. and it's gonna, and it's gonna just be a crazy, you know, couple of weeks here. The sad part is only going to be six episodes, I believe. Right? Correct oh. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's the sad part about it. It's going to be short and sweet, but it's going to have an impact going forward on phase the next phase. So you know, yeah, nine point five. I mean, nine, nine point five, and ten. Those are amazing ratings for episode one. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I just, I can't wait next week. It's going to be fun. And uh, just so everybody is who's listening, we're going to be doing this uh, to the end of the series like we did with the other two Disney Plus episodes. And we'll continue forward with future Disney Plus uh, MCU shows as well. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add?
1: No, I think we got every nook and granny here.
2: Yeah. Especially Chris with that, well. uh,
1: that drawer that drawer se- sequence. Yeah. Um... Good job with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, um, actually, did you guys notice um, it was an Easter egg, and I did mention it. Did you guys notice when the film runs out, there's a little couple oh, of letters and some say? numbers on there?
1: What's the reference?
2: Uh, it's Earth 616, which... Oh, okay, cool. Is what yeah. every other cinematic universe is part of that we've seen so far. That's,
0: you mean the main cinematic universe, six one six, right? Yeah, Earth six
2: one six, because
1: that's the six one six is the main comic continuity as well. So I'm surprised yeah. they even did that. Because yeah, the the this is already a big, like, sensitive topic for fans out there. They get into <laughs> arguments about universes all the time. So the fact oh, they labeled really? the movie one as six one six and the comic six one six, people are going to be debating left and right now. The so way to go, MCU. You started a war. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's my favorite universe. And, you know, that leads me to the ending here is wherever you're around the world, or whatever universe you're in, you know, have yourselves a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Bye-bye. Good night. good night. Loki forever.
2: Oh, I'm we'll wow.